Beyond Belief on Claire FM. Good evening and you're very welcome to Beyond Belief here on Clare FM on this Sunday evening. Brendan Quinlevin, Stephen Fletcher and myself, Jerry Kenny, will be with you for the next hour as we chat about faith, listen to some music and keep you company. And wherever you're joining us, whether you're cocooning at home or on the World Wide Web listening to us, you're very welcome as we bring you this programme. Well, we're all working remotely at this point in time, not in the studio as we usually would be live on a Sunday, but we nevertheless are glad that you have joined us and we hope you can stay with us for part of our show at least. And now we move from Clare overseas and we're joined by Stephen Fletcher. Stephen, you're very welcome to join us here in County Clare on this Sunday night. Stephen, the reaction in the UK uh, to the crisis we're having. We're getting sort of reports on our news and that, and it seems to be quite, quite devastating there. It is, Jerry. yeah. Good evening, and it is a, a joy to be with you. And uh, by the miracle of the internet, really, we're uh, able to talk together. And, of course, that's something that we're using a, a lot of. You know, who of us had ever heard of Zoom before the last couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, it's being used a lot in this country now. We've used it for family. We've used it for church services. It's um, a a marvellous resource. But things are serious here. And I think the problem seems to have been that whereas across in Ireland, you shut down things very quickly. You know, you shut down uh, St. Patrick's Day, whereas we went ahead with Cheltenham. And, you know, we really didn't shut things down in time. And it just shows because this pandemic spreads so exponentially, even a few days can make such a difference. And I think from what I've been reading that that seems to be the reason why we are uh, affected, so badly affected. And, of course, we're, we're... continually running to just to get ahead of, of the crisis and it's um, it, it's not easy and, and people are I think the atmosphere really is just one of quiet resignation there's really nothing else to be done is there during the week that's just passed I was listening to a podcast that was sent to me from a friend and the podcast was actually of a Jewish rabbi in New York who was saying that in order to fight this pandemic we need to do it on two fronts One is the medical front that everybody is giving an awful lot of resources to. But he says we also have to fight it on the spiritual front. And by that he meant we all have to dig into that spiritual part of ourselves to get the resources to be resilient and to trust and to hope. Yeah, and and I think that's undoubtedly true. We need to get our strength from somewhere. And, you, you know, in the normal way, we would be refreshed by going to church and meeting with our fellow Christians in groups. But, of course, we can't do that now. And, and as good as these electronic ways of contacting are, they're not really the, the full answer, are they? They're not the complete answer. And we just have to dig deep, I think. And, and we can do that. You know, we have plenty of resource that we can look at and 
read and, and listen to. It is a time for that, isn't it? We need it because, you know, you can only watch so many episodes on Netflix and things. In the end, you need to find some sort of purpose and some, some deeper meaning to things. And I think that's something that only you can get spiritually. There is a lot of sadness too, particularly in relation to people, we'll say, uh, who can't visit relatives in nursing homes and also in particular uh, to grieving people at this time, whether their relatives are passing from other medical reasons or from COVID-19 itself. But there is a huge change here in our culture around the whole thing of supporting and uh, a grieving person or a person in difficulty, simply because we can't have the human contact. I know, I know. It's so terribly, terribly sad, isn't it? When you think of people who are, are dying without their relatives around them, it really is just too awful to, to even contemplate. But I'm afraid that's what's happening. And there's no answer to it. I mean, you know, you do hear of uh, relatives FaceTiming their, the person that's ill, but to actually be there with them, it, it's such a powerful and, and a good way of doing it, isn't it? And particularly in Ireland, I know that, you know, traditionally it's a coming together of all the friends and the family and a, a rejoicing almost of their life, isn't it? And it gives tremendous support to the family to do that. And of course, we can't do that now. It's a, a, a very, very difficult time. And, and I don't think there's any answer. It will pass. But, you know, that's no consolation to those who, who are suffering now. But through all of the difficult times, there have been some great, if like, glimmers of hope and light uh, given by uh, people who have done extraordinary things to care for others or to reach out for others. Yeah, they have. And I'm sure you've heard about Captain Tom Moore, the 99-year-old war veteran in England. He's, In fact, he's only just sort of 30 miles up the road from where I am here. He's in the next county in Bedfordshire. And uh, I'm sure you've heard the story, but Captain Tom had a hip operation and decided that before he got to his 100th birthday, which he's 100 on the 30th of April, before he got there, he would walk up and down his garden. It's quite a big garden. He lives with his daughter and they've got a large house and it's a, a large patio. Apparently it's 25 metres long and he was going to walk up and down 10 times each day uh, to do 100 and they thought, well, if we, you know, perhaps someone would sponsor him, you know, a bit of a laugh. And if we could get a thousand pounds, wouldn't that be great? Well, as I'm sure it's been reported in Ireland, like it has here, but it's really taken off. And people have taken uh, Captain Tom to their hearts. As we're talking now, the fund has been closed at 13 Point five million pounds. So it just went up and up and up. And I've actually got a, a clip here of uh, Captain Tom talking. He was talking when he was so surprised it had got to half a million pounds. And uh, this is his reaction. When we started off with this exercise, did we anticipate we'd get anything near that source of money? It's really amazing. All of them, from top to bottom in the National Health Service, they deserve everything that we can possibly put in their place. They're all so brave because every morning or every night they're putting themselves into harm's way. And I think you've got to give them full marks for that effort. We're a little bit like having a war at the moment. 
but the, the doctors and the nurses, they're all on, on the front line. And all of us behind, we've got to supply them and keep them going with everything that they need so that they can do their job even better than they're doing now. That's a marvellous story and, you know, a real glimmer of hope in all of this time. And, you know, every day there's glimmers of hope uh, in our in all of our communities. People, if you like, searching and reaching out and making sure that everybody is OK in their locality and just having that, that greater time and concern uh, for whoever may be in need. I think that's right. And, you know, certainly locally, you know, people are uh, phoning us up asking if uh, we need anything at the shops. You know, we've got people doing that. But also, I think it's going to change things in that, for instance, now people are far more polite when they're going into shops and dealing with the checkout staff. If you notice, instead of just a curt nod or something, um, you know, there's far more interaction and and chatting and, and they're far more grateful for the work that these people are doing in the supermarkets and I think that's something that perhaps I hope will continue even after this this terrible crisis is over that we will take a bit more time and just you know be aware of how reliant we are on people that you know perhaps they've been described as little people by our politicians in the past you know but these are the people that are keeping this community going and it's so important that we realize and value them and i think we're beginning to do that in a crisis like this who do we want more a nurse a fireman or a hedge fund manager you know it's uh, one of those things that i think we're beginning to realize the people that really matter in our society now Yes, and I think, you know, the, it's, it's uh, the way I would describe it, Stephen, I think very often it's the oil that keeps the wheels turning. Uh, we notice the wheels, but without the oil, they wouldn't be able to turn. And it's, uh, you know, we're maybe noticing the oil a lot more now in this time. Yeah, yeah. And, we, uh, you know, it's one of the, the good things to come out of this uh, crisis, I think. There are difficulties, too, that have been highlighted here uh, over the past week in particular, uh, especially for where uh, in family situations or where people are living together, tensions might be rising within that household or if there is instances of domestic abuse, um, the Gardaí are saying that they are quite alert to that there may be some rise in that uh, whole uh, dimension of life, unfortunately. And I suppose the, you know, we're learning maybe to have to live together with people for a longer time than we normally would. And that does create tension. Yeah, it does. Uh, and I, I've been following the news in Ireland, and I know that that's something that uh, is being taken very seriously in Ireland, as it is in England as well. But I think you're a bit more advanced than, than we are. And certainly uh, there's funding going to charities who support domestic violence. And it is really uh, a hidden crime in our societies. You know, never mind the, the crisis that we're in now, but uh, during normal times, domestic violence is far more common than we realise. And I know that a lot of police time, certainly here in England, is taken up with just domestic violence. And and, uh, uh, that's something which, as you say, now we're forced to be together for long periods of time and and can't get out and away from it. That's something that is increasing. And again, it's one of those things that I think we're only just realising how serious it is. 
During the week, we got a notice as well that our own church organisation, Accord, which supports marriage and does a lot of work uh, preparing couples for uh, the sacrament of marriage and that, um, and also it runs a support and a counselling service, is offer, has a special support line that is now open from 9 o'clock in the morning to 8 o'clock Monday to Friday. Uh, for anybody that is uh, just experiencing difficulties, normal difficulties within a relationship and if I can just give the listeners that number they can access it of course online by going to the Accord website but they also have a specialised line a telephone line and the number for that line is 015313331 that's 015313331 and that is a special line that's dedicated Monday to Friday uh, to assist just, uh, you know, relationship difficulties. It may not be very violent or serious or anything like that, but just the tensions that are happening within relationships and how to cope with them. Yeah, yeah, very, very important. And it's good to hear that uh, the church is uh, embracing that. Well, Stephen, we planned to chat as well about all of the websites and webcams and uh, Facebook pages that parishes and churches have started up since uh, this time. Uh, I think people are becoming a lot more uh, technically proficient uh, in accessing all of those. And we're very grateful to our our own Claire FM here for the the time uh, that they give us, especially on Sunday for the broadcast of Sunday Prayer and mass and our program here in the evening and uh, the television stations for the broadcasting of services as well and the webcams from the parishes and that and maybe next week we can do another little bit of a chat about some resources that we might share with our listeners yeah yeah absolutely Um, and that's something that the catholic church in ireland has been far far way ahead of us in the Church of Ireland. Uh, we're only just starting to realise the power of uh, streaming services. So, yes, it would be good to talk about that because there's a lot of resource out there and I'm afraid we, uh, as a church, are only just learning to uh, to use it. You know, I think for at least 20 years or so it's been going on uh, amongst your parishes, Jerry. Well, Stephen, it's a pleasure to chat with you here this evening. Uh, keep well and safe there, and please, God, we'll be able to chat again next week. Yeah, I look forward to it, Jerry. Thank you very much. This podcast is produced by the Beyond Belief team. Join us on Sunday at a quarter to eight for Sunday prayer and at 9 p.m. for Beyond Belief. Beyond Belief.